Okay, welcome back to Fuck That Shit. <laughs> oh my fucking god. I can't believe I'm actually recording a second episode right now. I can't tell you how honored I am to share this journey with you. And as I explained before, this whole process is new for me and is taking me way outside of my comfort zone. Learning completely new skills. I'm fucking learning how to be an audio engineer. <laughs> And I mean, I could pay someone to do this, but nah, I'm gonna figure it out myself. I'm also building a fucking brand. Let's talk about it. Okay. Fuck that shit as a whole mood. I told you. Okay. And the more I get into this podcast, the more potential I see. And yeah, it's exciting as hell, but it's also fucking scary. I have so much respect for people who have built their own brand or business. And I have always really admired people um, who have become their own bosses. And I think secretly a part of me really wanted to own my own thing. And a lot of that really stems from the fact that most of my life, I have only ever used tools for others. And I think that the process of using them for myself has really just been another level of mastery. And okay, it's shaking my confidence a bit, but then I have to snap myself out of it and ultimately give myself my own damn flowers and remind myself that this is an incredible service to myself. And I really couldn't be more pleased. So here I am owning my shit, getting vulnerable, learning new things, and literally telling myself, fuck that shit to every voice that pops up to block my progress in this fucking endeavor. It's been real. So it's been a doozy and it gives me even more motivation to pursue this project. I know I have a lot of work to do. We all do. And I'm just willing to air my shit openly because honestly, holding back just doesn't serve me anymore. And I read a quote recently uh, from my girl, Brene Brown. Okay. And for those who aren't familiar with Brene Brown, she is a research professor and she's literally spent a good chunk of her fucking life studying courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. Okay. Yeah. These are like big keywords these days. She's the author of several books, which one of them changed my life, and it's titled Daring Greatly, How the Courage to be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, and Parent, and Lead. I read this shit like years ago. I didn't even realize (laughs) that I would be here today back then. And one of the gems that Miss Brene Brown says is owning your story can be hard, but not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. Hold that. Oh my God, Brene, you better stop. Okay, was she talking about me? Yo, that first line hit and I realized just how important this project is for me. Let me tell you, after I recorded the first episode, at first I was like relieved. Thank God, bitch, you got it done. But then all of a sudden, (laughs) the self-doubt started to kick in, right? And a lot of little voices like, what will people think? Am I doing too much? Okay. And we've already talked about these voices, right? In the first episode, they're really just protective measures because the world is a fucked up place. My overthinking and overanalyzing the concerns of other people is valid because you bitches be judgy. We know this, right? And as Brene explains further, embracing our vulnerabilities is risky, but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love and belonging and joy, the experiences that make us most vulnerable. So after I recorded the first episode and before airing it, one of my main concerns was ensuring that my moms were on board with this process. I mean, I literally said in my episode that I had their blessing to share our story, which I did, but I really wanted to be sure that they had the first listen before everyone else. And for whatever reason, it almost felt more vulnerable to share that episode with them than it did to share with y'all. And I think a lot of that comes from not 
wanting them to feel as though I don't appreciate them or love them because our relationships with our parents are fucking complicated. And I don't know a lot of people that don't have their own mama drama. And I've got two mamas, double mama trauma for you, if you will. Okay. (laughs) You hear what I'm saying? So listen, I think these relationships can be complicated because your parents are the ones that raised you. I mean, literally, I wouldn't be where I am now without the support and love from my moms. But at the same time, I also wouldn't be who I am without the harm that I may have experienced from their negligence unknowingly, right? And we are who we are because of everything our parents have done for us. There's just no way around it. So I battled sharing my story because I didn't want to hurt my moms. But as Brene said, running from it simply was just not an option anymore. So they listened and I know it was hard for them. But fuck, oh my God, the support, y'all, the support I got from that episode was incredibly important, especially for my healing process. I think it was healing for them too. It's important to note that while our parents are supposed to protect their children from harm, they are still people with their own baggage. They have their own previously lived experiences, okay? They have gone through their own shit, not just from raising you, but the shit before raising you. (laughs) (laughs) their past informs how they can show up. And that's just the truth. So while many years I have held a grudge against my mamas through this process of revisiting this part of my story and asking them to be witness to my reflection, um, they then have in turn acknowledged me, validated my experience, which I just didn't realize I needed that at this point in my life. So recording that first episode and sharing it with my mothers before y'all was restorative. And I remember when I called my mom, Steph, I got emotional as I asked her to listen to the first episode. And I remember she said something to me. She was like, Emma, you are absolutely deserving to share your story. And I cannot predict how I'm going to react. She was honest. I can't predict how I'm going to react. But I want you to know now that regardless of my reaction, that you share that shit and you make us proud. (laughs) I still love that to this day because so many things. I loved it for so many reasons. One, she acknowledges several truths, a strength of hers that I hope to carry on. And the truths that she acknowledged here were, one, my story is mine. No one can tell me what to share and how to share it. Two, she's a human too, and she may experience her own unfavorable feelings. But three, regardless, I should not change course just to appease her. That's not my job. And God damn it, I needed to hear that. (laughs) Lori, my other mama, texted me after we had a good chat over the phone. During our phone call, she had disclosed to me that she had finally shared the story with her close sister. And I was, I was quite frankly surprised um, because I thought maybe by now her sister had already known. And I asked her initially, but you know, I was like, why, why, why haven't you told your sister? And I don't think she was really sure why, but later that night she sent me this text. She says, I've been thinking about why it has taken me 15 years to tell my sister about so-and-so's predation on you. And I believe it's my shame over my shortcomings and failures as a parent. I expect I'd rather focus on how proud I am of your accomplishments. And not until I heard the podcast episode did I really own up that surviving that experience is also a very powerful accomplishment. And I am very, very proud of you and who you are, all of who you are. Wow. Leave it to Lori to really contextualize her process and be affirming. And 
of course, I've had their blessing in sharing these reactions, right? Um, nothing that's shared here <laughs> would not be, you know, with permission, obviously. I care about my moms a lot. And so why am I sharing all of this? I started to realize shortly after my mom's reactions to this process that I didn't even realize how much resentment I had harbored over the time. And because over time, it just started to feel as though what had happened to me became a distant memory when in fact, especially as of recently, that memory has been feeling more real. And that's the thing about trauma, y'all. You can push through life and act as though the things that you went through never happened, but then especially in times of isolation or in relationship with others, it creeps up and it drags you under. And that resentment or grudge that I had for my mom's, I think I displaced in other areas of my life. And once I realized that, I was like, fuck that shit. (laughs) And if you've gone through something that you need to process or bring up with someone, especially if they were part of that event, do it, okay? Stop holding back and stop holding that grudge. What purpose does it serve you? Especially when it comes to our parents, y'all. Now, I know everyone's relationship with their family is different, but regardless, you deserve to speak your truth to the people who caused you harm intentionally or unintentionally. You deserve your own closure, regardless of how others might respond. And because just like as my mom said, it is not our job to appease others. Your only job in this world is to take care of yourself and your needs. If that means revisiting painful memories or having tough conversations, why the fuck not? Okay. What's the worst that could happen? What I'm learning more and more over time and literally through therapy, I'm going to keep saying it. I go to therapy and so should you. (laughs) So what, again, what I've been learning more and more over time is that the more we try and run from the things that bother us, the more that shit will eat away at you. Now, Before I get off my soapbox, I really want you to ask yourself what's been bothering you lately. What or who has been living rent-free in your goddamn head? And really dig deep and ask yourself why. And then what the fuck are you going to do about it? Okay? Because once you acknowledge shit is bothering you, it's time to take action. (laughs) I'm noticing a shift in my tone here, right? I came into this episode like, oh, let me show you you know, how lovely it's been, my healing process. And now I'm like, all right, but about you, bitch, the one who's listening, what's your your trouble? What's your baggage? What's going on? Okay. (laughs) Listen, I just can't say it enough. Once you acknowledge the shit that's bothering you, it's time to take action. And maybe if you feel safe enough, it looks like addressing that conflict with that person straight on. And notice here, I emphasize if it's safe. And you know if it's safe or not to have a conversation. Because sometimes conversations cause more harm than they need to. And if you know that that's what's going to happen for you, then forget about it. But then I have to ask you, because I've had to ask myself this, right? What steps are you going to take to resolve it on your own? Is it therapy? You know, I'm going to tell you about therapy. (laughs) I'm constantly promoting resources. But maybe if it's not therapy, maybe talk with a friend, write about it, dance it out cry. Literally do whatever it is in your wheelhouse in this current time and place. You do what you need to do, but stop holding that grudge and start feeling your shit and live your fucking life. Okay. That's my not so eloquent way of basically saying what Miss Maya Angelou has already told us. Okay. I hope you'd be paying attention. She said, you should be angry, but you must not be bitter. 
Bitterness is like a cancer. It eats upon the host. It doesn't do anything to the object of its displeasure. So use that anger. You write it, you paint it, you dance it, you march it, you vote it, you do everything about it, you talk it, and you never stop talking. So here I am making a stand for myself saying fuck that shit to being angry and fuck that shit to being bitter about the things that have happened to me in my life. And instead, I'm choosing to process my feelings openly so that I can live my life more, more freely. And there's power in transparency. For me, it's freeing. And I don't want this show to be all about me, okay? I know it seems like it. They're like, okay, Emma, what, what other dark secrets you got in your closet? Well, they'll probably come out eventually. You're going to have to stay tuned to find out, okay? <laughs> but when I initially conceived Fuck That Shit as a show, I wanted to host conversations for any and everyone to come on and share their story, especially as it pertains to the struggles that they may have gone through or are going through. And I want to talk about the shit that people have done or are doing to get to a place where they can say, fuck that shit in their own way. So I'm wrapping up my little episode here. (laughs) It's a lot shorter than the last one. There's just not as much juicy shit to talk about when it's just me. All right. So my question to you, right, is do you or someone you know have a topic that you'd like to discuss or have me explore more? Like I said in my trailer, we can talk literally about anything. What's been on your mind? Tell me about it. Okay. I'm taking topic submissions. I know she's getting serious now. I'm taking topic submissions. You can email me at fuckthatshitpod at gmail.com. And that's fuck without the you. I'm not sure why. I think I was just trying to make sure, you know, whatever. Maybe I should have said fuck that shit to that shit, (laughs) but whatever. It's FCK, that shit pod at gmail.com. So send me your submissions. I want to hear from you and I'd love to explore more. Let's get into it. Stay tuned for more episodes and conversations about navigating the bullshit and staying true to you by subscribing to the show. And as we say, what's said here stays here, but what's learned here leaves here. And if you got anything from today's episode, please share. You can find me on Fuck That Shit Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and that's FCK That Shit Pod. Or even better, share this episode with someone who might benefit from it. I'm always here for the conversation, and I look forward to staying connected. <laughs>